welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Wonderful. Good morning. Great to see you. That was great worshiping together. So good. I love it that we, um, that we collectively bring our relationships with the Lord together. It's great, isn't it? Just, um, yeah, we've, we've all got our own history with him, um, how he speaks to us personally, how we encounter him, how we hear his voice, all different. And then, you know, whether it's once a week or twice a week, we get to gather with people and bring that and who he is to us and worship together. So good. It's, it's, it's powerful. Yeah. It's really powerful. Oh, it's so good. So thanks, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Thanks for, for fresh. Yeah, thanks for fresh. Yeah, thanks for new. Yeah, thanks that you are taking us from strength to strength, from glory to glory. And that's just not a Christian cliche, something we just ramble, but it's reality. Yeah. Because we've heard so many sermons. We've heard so much. We have heard so much. God, we've heard so much. Yeah. Holy Spirit, what would it look like for the things that we've heard to, to transform us? Holy Spirit, what would it look like? What would our lives look like if everything that we've heard was applied Wow. Yeah, we thank you that you're not whipping us and that you're not tapping your foot and you're not just tolerating us. But you're kind and patient. You're kind and patient. But I thank you, God, that we're called to much. To much. Yeah, in Jesus' name, thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for what you've been doing this year. Yeah, put your hand on your heart, please. Yeah, thank you for what you're doing in me. Thanks for what you've been doing in me. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Thanks, God. Amen. The, the work that he's been doing, it's in us. We love to see the external but it's more important that it's inside us because inside us, the work that he's doing inside of us determines everything that flows out of us. Our reactions, our little judgments, our responses, our dreaming, our thought life, it all flows out of what's happening inside of us and it's hidden you can't see it. Oh, if you only knew what was happening inside me right now. <laughs> but again, like we've all got these, these thoughts and feelings and we've learnt enough now that we don't just shove them down and ignore them. And it's all about the Spirit. And the Spirit's got to lead because we're born again. We've come alive to Jesus and that's the, he's the leader and our Spirit's the leader. And our soul... Our mind, our will, our intellect, our emotions, our character, our personality, what makes you you 
gets to come along for this beautiful journey of being renewed. The renewed mind journey, partnered with the finished work of the cross. So we can quote the cross all day long, but who knows? You know by your life. (laughs) You know. You know at your life that although we are on a journey to become who we already are, because he sees us as holy and blameless and perfect. That's how he sees us. But who knows that we're on a journey to have all of that play out. All the truth and all the promises that have been stamped, yes, over your life now, not just in another day, but now. Who knows that all of that, we want to we see that play out. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Often we just quote that as a one-time salvation deal. And it is a one-time salvation deal, secure forever. Amen. But there's also a working out of our salvation. And it doesn't come by hearing. It starts with hearing, but it can't end with hearing. It's got to be heard. And then that, that information, that revelation has got to be applied. And that's when we start to see those promises and individuals, us, come alive when we start applying truth, because that's the context of John 8, 30 to 32. You shall know the truth and truth shall set you free. The reality, the Greek context is that it will become a reality in your life. So the work that he's doing is inside of us and the work is becoming like Christ. And the benchmark for that is according to his word. Isn't that great news? So this year we've been talking about at the table. Lee recapped that beautifully last week, didn't she? So I'm not going to touch it. Uh, And yeah, I wrote down a couple of things here. We've been beholding and we've been becoming. We've been beholding Jesus. We've been not beholding a church or a ministry, but we've gotten better at beholding Jesus, of prioritising his presence. We wrote in 2018 that, that his presence was our priority. Like we, we were, I think Hill might have penned this phrase, um, that we're pursuing and prioritising his presence when we wrote out the booklet in 2018. Of being Jesus-focused, of placing honour and worth upon him. And then we're becoming like him. That is a never-ending goal. We're becoming like Christ in all ways, thinking, living and loving like Jesus, becoming the people that can consistently release heaven on earth in love and compassion. And we were just thinking during the week, Lee and I were chatting. The work that God's doing in us and the beholding Jesus unto becoming like him, beholding Jesus for who he is, which then morphs into becoming like him because that which you focus on and give your attention to, you become like. We were talking this week and I'm like, oh, beholding Jesus and becoming like Jesus requires something from us. It absolutely requires something from us. Allowing God to work in us absolutely requires 
something from us, giving God our life, not just out of words, but our life requires something from us. And where we want to be and where we want to go, remember, it's not a fixed destination, but it's more about continual momentum and fruit and the things that we want to see to see more and more. We can't lock into something that's fixed because then we have a destination mindset instead of enjoying the process and celebrating testimonies and being faithful with the little. We're on a journey of seeing all the things that you want to see and we want to see individually and corporately. We're on a journey to see them. But this has been, this phrase has been stirring at me for 10 years, but more so over the last six months. And it's for us to see the things that we've never seen before, we're going to have to do things that we've never done before. And that's not just for change's sake, but who knows that anything worthwhile in life requires some adjustment and some change. Most of the time on the other side of your dreams and what you want to see, sorry, Who knows that change is this obstacle that's in between you and the things that you want to see? If we want to see the things that we've never seen before, we've got to do the things that we've never done before. Who loves change? A couple. I mean, I love it and hate it all in one. I love it and hate it all in one. But it's not easy because... The beholding and the becoming and the letting God in, because he sees it all, but he wants you to reveal, let, it, let him know that work, it requires something from us. It's not easy. You don't just say yes to Jesus and just wake up with everything perfect and all the promises now manifesting in your life unto dead raising. It's a journey, it's a process, and it's tough. It's challenging. Because life's throwing curveballs, stuff's going down all the time and we're grappling with all the promises that we've been freely given with all the stuff. Who's got stuff? And often the stuff, sometimes we didn't have anything to do with the stuff and sometimes we did. But for us to continually grow and become the people that can handle the dream that he put in our heart, it requires some change. It requires some adjustments. And most of us don't like change because we've got our normals. We've got our normal routines. We we love it, don't we? What happens when they start mucking around with the the food in the aisle at the, the normal shopping place that you go to? What's going on inside you? You go for a regular shop and you're trying to find the Tommy sauce down the aisle and it's not where it's meant to be. We love our routines. We love our normals. And a lot of it's good, like routine's good. I'm a structure guy, routine guy. No, I'm not. I'm learning. Lee's uh, helping me in that area. But there's great, there's, there's great uh, elements of normal and, and things that we get used to. It brings peace and it brings safety and it 
brings security to our life. It brings a bit of normality to our life because there is a lot of stuff changing and it's great to have things that are locked in. But we just get used to, I think, our normal. And if we want to see things that we've never seen before, we're going to do things that we've never done before. We've got to be open to the Lord doing things and challenging us and, and, and actually, actually believing and wanting the prayer that we pray. Is that okay? Change is challenging because we love our normal. We love our structures, our systems, our patterns. We love our routines to the point that we develop our normal. A normal way of seeing, our normal way of saying hello, our normal way of social interaction, our normal way of processing, our normal way of just living life with all the things, all the responsibilities. We just develop our normal. We love routines to the point that we develop our normal. The definition of normal is the usual, the typical, or the expected state or condition. Normal implies a lack of deviation from what has been discovered or established as the most usual or expected. Synonyms of normal. Usual, typical, common, expected, habitual, and every day. We love our normal because it brings comfort to us, which is good and it's important. What if our normal is actually hurting us? What if there's some areas of our life, because we've got lots of normals in lots of different areas, what if some of the normals are actually hurting us? What if some of the normals are actually a hindrance to the things that he put in our hearts to be and see? The Israelites had a normal. The old covenant had a normal. The people of God before Jesus had a normal. Some of these will be up and some of them won't be. Hebrews 10, 11. Under the old covenant, the priests, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. When it came to God, you can remove that. It was just verse 11. Some of them will be on there. Some of them won't. Apologies. I'm a mess. No, well, at the same time as being brilliant. Not either or, both and. When it came to God, this was their normal. This is what they knew. And we all have a normal. I wonder what your normals are. I wonder what your normals are when it comes to worship. I wonder what your normal is when it comes to corporate worship. I wonder what your normal is when you're encouraged to sing out a bit. I wonder what your normal is to pray out loud. I wonder what your normal is to, to, to be here present in worship. 
because it's confronting. Wonder what your normal is when it comes to scriptures. Wonder what your normal is when it comes to hanging out with friends and being sociable and developing heart connection with people. I wonder what your normal is with your marriage. I wonder what it is. Is it, is it horrible? Is it great? Is it okay? I wonder what your normal is for your family. I wonder what your normal is for your health, for your experiences and your encounters with Holy Spirit. I wonder what your normal is for your life with Jesus, seeing him every day. The reality is we've got a whole bunch of normals going on in our life. And, and to be honest, a whole bunch of same old, same olds. How you going? What you been up to? Oh, not much. Same old, same old, you know. Oh, oh, that's great. How's work? Oh, you know, same old, same old. It is the season to be engaging in those conversations, isn't it? Bumping into someone. Oh, how you going? What you doing for Christmas? Same old, same old. (laughs) I I can't handle same old, same old. And that's what they were going through in the old covenant. Just the same old, same old. Same old, same old. Here is 10, 11 to 12. Just leave it. Under the old covenant, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. Verse 12. But our high priest... Jesus offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins, good for all time. Then he sat down at the place of honour at God's right hand. Hebrews 10, 11, 1 to 3 is there, I know. The old system under the law of Moses, I'll say that again, the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow a dim preview of the good things to come, not the good things themselves. The sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they never were able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. If they could have provided perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped for the worshippers would have been purified once for all time and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. Verse 3, but instead those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. This was their normal. This was all they knew. I wonder what your normal is for the things of God. Hebrews 10.4, for it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Come on. Stuck in a system, stuck in a pattern, stuck in a normal. Hebrews 10.20, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a 
new and living way open for us through the curtain, his body. Goes on to say, let us worship with confidence. A new and living way. Jesus came to reveal a new normal. A new way of thinking. A new way of living. A new way of being. You okay? Jesus said this. Luke 5, 33 to 39. One day, some people came to Jesus. Said to Jesus, John the Baptist's disciples fast and pray regularly, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees, Why are your disciples always eating and drinking? I like this new covenant. Jesus responded, Do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. Then Jesus gave them this illustration. No one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and use it to patch on the old garment for then the new garment would be ruined and the new patch wouldn't even match the old garment and no one puts new wine into old wineskins for the new wine would burst the wineskins spilling the wine and ruining the skins verse 38 new wine must be stored must be poured into new wineskins Verse 39, important for us today. But no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. The old is just fine, they say. That's a concerning last verse. To receive the new and live in the new, we cannot take old thinking and old habits with us. Other translations. But no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. The old is just fine, they say. Another translation, yet you say the old ways are better and you refuse to even taste the new wine that I bring because we love our normal. We love our normals. But Jesus came to bring a new normal. Luke 16, 16, been an important verse for 12 years. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Everyone say, until. until. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Oh, yeah. Since that time, the gospel of the kingdom has been preached and everyone is forcing his way into it. Passion translation, which is up there. Luke 16, 16. The law of Moses and the revelation of the prophets have prepared you for the arrival of the kingdom announced by John. Since that time, the wonderful news of God's kingdom is being preached and people's hearts burn with extreme passion to receive it. Jesus came to shake things up, to introduce a new normal, 
a new way of thinking. He had to go on a three-year journey of a new paradigm shift in the disciples. He said, you've heard it say, I'm acknowledging your normal. You've heard it say that if, that if you commit adultery, uh, if you sleep with someone that isn't your wife, you committed adultery. That's your normal. But here's a new normal. If you, do, if you lust in your heart after a, a woman, you've already committed adultery. Grace is lifting the standard. And he goes on five or six times. I'm acknowledging your normal, but I say there's a new normal. And then he leads and guides with his teaching and his demonstrations of power into a new way of thinking and living. And some people received it and welcomed it and were okay with change, but some weren't. The list of people that were actually meant to usher him in and bring him in were the ones who opposed it and said, we'll just have the old wine, thanks. They were happy with their normal, with their tradition. And Jesus was staring them in the face and demonstrating the kingdom and a new way of living, and they missed it. The crucifixion was a three-day event. Crucifixion, death, resurrection was a three-day event. which ushered in a new normal. It wasn't just a three-day event, that's it. Thanks for coming, Event Christianity. We love conferences. We love church services. I love church. I think everyone should be at church every, every day, every time, if they can. There's circumstances where you can't come. I'm an advocate for church and being here every week. But we get obsessed with that. And that becomes the main thing. And church is not your mediator. Jesus is. But the death, the, the, the crucifixion, the resurrection of Jesus was a three-day event. So it's a, it was an event, but it ushered in a new normal. The day of Pentecost was a day. It was a day. It's not still happening like that. Exactly what happened? It was a day. So we've got four days. Crucifixion, the betrayal, crucifixion, death, resurrection, day of Pentecost. These two catalytic events, the most catalytic events in human history was over four days. Four days. But what did that do? It wasn't meant to just stay as an event or a moment that we hear or observe, it was always meant to usher in and invite you into living in a new normal. Because we've got our structures, our patterns, our habits, our routines, and our normal. And he's like, Jesus came to just shatter the box and say, this is the gospel, this is the kingdom, this is the new covenant. It's upside down to what you think it was. I came as a baby. You are now released and have power freely to give it away to other people. 
The peace is not just Jehovah, uh, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace that we pray to and acknowledge and it is a covenant name of God forever, but it's different now. You've actually got the Prince of Peace living in you and you have peace to give away. In, in Matthew 10, he said, if you go into a city and, and they're not welcoming, then grab the peace back. It's an immaterial impartation, spiritual reality that you release peace. It's not just text. It's not just scriptures on a page. The scriptures are meant to come alive. Luke 17 says the kingdom of God does not come through observation. It doesn't come through applauding from a distance. Goes on to say, Jesus says the kingdom of God is within you. Come on now. It's not just limited for a moment or a time. We're obsessed with moments and times. And that is why the Lord's inviting us into living a new normal. And that's why we want to accept him on that invitation. Because you might be doing awesome, but guess what? There's a new normal for you to live in. You might be doing awesome, but there's more. So it's not all just about, oh, I'm struggling here, there's a new normal. No, you might be killing it in a lot of areas. But we want to be honest. Your relationship with the Lord might be strong or it might not be, and there is a new normal. Your marriage might be on the brink or it might be thriving and there's a new normal. Things might not have worked out the way you thought it was going to work out and you've been dealt a hand that you didn't deserve and that's now the normal that you're living in. But guess what? There's a new normal for you. You might have let healing slip or prophecy slip, but there is a new normal. You might be operating on high levels in both. There's a new normal. Not just a flash in the pan, not just spiritual moments, not just churches and groups and conferences, but living in a new normal. So that's why our 2024 is new normal. I don't care if you clap. I don't. No, I'd rather you not. Um, <laughs> we feel the Lord on this. Because I think, I mean, we're all done with just talking, aren't we? Not just like, we're like, like our 2023 was super intentional and the fruit was outrageous. But just holistically, I think we'd all agree. And not, not really being a negative and a, but I think we want to see, see some stuff. Yeah? Yeah, because we've heard so much. <laughs> and it's going to be a really special year. It's going to be a really special year in every area. So ministry leaders, people that are in influential spots in our church, get ready and church get ready because we're going to another level. And, and I, I hate hype and just staring it up and, and just saying stuff. It just makes me feel sick. 
Yeah, Belle, Belle asked me, like, because we asked, hey, is there anything really bothering you? She's seven, lie in bed. And I was like, let me get you up in two minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and she asked me, is there anything worrying you at the moment? And I'm like, I think I said something like level one or two, which is ridiculous leadership and fathering. Um, <laughs> and then she prodded me again. I think she said something like, no, no, like, oh, yeah, yeah, she prodded me again. And I said, I'll tell you what's like annoying me and hurting me a bit is just the momentum that I did have with living out the gospel with people and just seeing people get healed and like way more outside of church. Still, might have seen 50 in church, 400 outside of church, um, get encouraged and... And like that, that's like hurt me. And stuff goes down and he wastes no season. COVID didn't help. And then my journey of discovery, how and why it didn't help and prioritising health didn't help, but it did. And the work that the Lord's been doing in us this year, it's preparation because... I couldn't give a rip if we just do the stuff for a bit or just have a big church and make lots of noise. Couldn't care less. But what we're interested in is seeing the people that know how to love Jesus and be with Jesus every day of the week. And there's rumours and gossip going on around your sphere of influence because of how you're treating people outside the church. And we don't need social media to tell everyone how we're going. There's going to be, this is what's going to happen. You're going to show up because of what's happened this year. And then when people start getting lit up by the gospel and by God because you are the ants, you are involved in your prayer, not from a distance hoping they'll get healed, but your hands on them and releasing the kingdom, you sharing words of knowledge and prophetic stuff that no one knows but God. And then going, how do you know this? This is the new normal. And there's no pressure on it. There's no, you better do this because we're wired different. So it'll happen. Oh, we're doing it. We're all doing it. But it's going to happen how we're wired. And we don't make that a stumbling block and build a wall up against that. Oh, no, I don't do that. Oh, yeah, you do. But we learn how we do it. So our new normal of living out everything we've heard. Does that sound like good news? Awesome. Let's welcome Lee uh, as she comes up. Yes! I got the mic. Uh, just before I um, close this morning, um, on Monday morning prayer last Monday, we had a phenomenal time. Join us tomorrow if you're free, 7.30. But Nolene was praying into something, can't remember what, but she used the verse on um, the dry bones forming life. And um, as she was praying into that, um, I felt Holy Spirit say to me, um, 
we prayed into life and we prayed into a whole lot of stuff from that. It was a beautiful springing point that Holy Spirit acknowledged. I felt like God's saying to me um, that there's Christians, there's people in, in, in even my life who goes, Lee, you've got flesh and you've got life through your body except your arm is just bones. Or there are people that from the neck down is a body but they've just got a skull. I felt like Holy Spirit just say, Lee, there's areas in your life oh, and areas in other people's lives that you've not handed over to Holy Spirit and I want to bring new life into that area of your life. And so Monday we prayed into that and, and, and this week I've been praying into that and just really felt to release that. I just said, Justin, can I share this? The word I got. But really release that into this year, this coming year. Is you go, yeah, I said yes to Jesus and his breath life into me and, and all the rest of it, but I want to invite you into actually asking Holy Spirit to say, is there areas in my life that are still dry bones? Is there areas in my life? I'm not saying you're dead, you're alive in here, but are there areas in your life that you've held on and you haven't given to Father God because he wants to breathe his life into it and he wants to renew that and he wants to see him, he wants to see that released out of your life where you're in fullness. And um, so anyway, I hope that, starts you on a journey with Holy Spirit. So I get the fun announcements uh, where I just get to announce next year. So our theme is new life and Jess and I have been really new normal. Sorry. Um, oh, no. Um, and Justin, I've been um, uh, on a, a process of praying into who to bring out and what we need to do to help facilitate this um, in 2024. And we haven't finished and we're still waiting on some answers, but we get to announce a few guests and a few opportunities that are coming next year. So are you excited and ready? All right, so the first one is obviously one of our favourite. Well, no, they're all favourites, so I'm not even going to say that. Next year, we missed out this year, but next year we have um, Peter McHugh coming. He's actually coming in February and we're really blessed by him, founder of Stairway Church, and he actually meets with Justin and I regularly, Justin more regularly, um, and speaks into our life. And he is just a gift to the body. And um, so we're really blessed. We've got Peter McHugh. Then we also have Peter Mattis again next year, who's um, just family. He's coming again. Um, people that haven't been in a while, but I know this is, um, oh, man, oh, so excited to see him again. Um, uh, I've had on my heart, and I'm just going to speak this with utter kindness, is that I really see next year um, marriages entering into a new normal. Like I'm just going to, we, we pray about this a lot on Monday morning prayer, but marriages entering into a new normal. I mean, I, I, in COVID, I preached a sermon on like our marriage used to be, you know, early stages. Well, we're not abusive and we've got a roof over our head. It's not like bad, but we're definitely not thriving. And that was my normal. And then I went, hang on, what's God's design intent for marriages? And it's not that. And um, so we're actually bringing out for two reasons, Justin and Jen, both of them, out next year. Hey, they're coming for a couple of weeks, one for marriages and one for they have a ministry of internal leadership. And you all know that the number one leader of your life is actually you. It's not Justin and I. You're your number one leader. And um, they have a whole ministry on internal leadership, 
your personal leadership. And um, so they're going to come for a couple of weekends and just do a whole lot of work with us, with the marriages and with us growing personally, which is phenomenal. And then for the first time, this is a just this door opening was ridiculous. Ben Armstrong's coming out next year. He is the overseer of prophetic ministry at Bethel Church. And um, here's because we haven't had him. Here's a little one minute clip of Ben Armstrong. Thanks, team. God is the standard. He is reality. He is the reality we're reconciling people to until we reconcile that people are to be reconciled into his image. Until we do that, people will struggle with identity. And it's so important that we would begin to open our mouth and declare what God is saying. See, intercession is so powerful, it's so beautiful, but it has to come out of communion with God. It has to come from a place where I am one with God, I am enamored with his likeness, I'm enamored with his awe, I'm enamored with his character, and I begin to adore him. We always start our Wednesday morning intercession with adoration. We adore God. Why? Because sometimes my issues seem real, and they seem big. So I need to get my eyes off my issues and my eyes on my solution, my provider. The one who is provision. He doesn't just provide, he just walks and provision falls off of him. He walks in the room and provision is made. He's incredible, he's amazing. I wanna be enamored with that first and from that place of communion of who he is, and then realizing I was made in your image to carry the same exact thing, I have built myself up in my identity. Some of you need to prophesy over yourself. Woohoo, so good. And we're still waiting on a couple more to confirm, but wow. They're all coming and they all have something different to release and speak into to help us to grow in. I love what Justin said just before about, you know, it was their normal. It was the, you know, <laughs> the Old Testament was their normal and we are invited to constantly um, in, invite us to grow and grow and grow and uh, not to stop. I was challenged as you speaking was have I stopped in a normal and, yeah, it was correct but it's not correct. I need to keep going. Like it was breakthrough in a season and it's what I needed in a season but is it what I need to keep going? Uh, all right, some other announcements. Our Good Friday family fundraiser that we do every year, we're not doing on the Good Friday. We're doing it the Sunday beforehand where we raise money for the Royal Children's Hospital. So that's going to be Sunday the 24th so that then our Easter weekend we're going to redo because it was so beautiful last year. Our Good Friday service we're doing in homes again. We're doing communion in homes. We're not having it here. So a whole lot of lists of of places you can um, go to will be launched and then our Easter Sunday morning service here. Um, we're doing an expressions of interest, something that we see, two opportunities that we see could be really powerful next year and only invitate, like, expression of interest is next year where Justin has, we have had, but Justin's going to implement it, to do missions trips for over 10 years. It's been on our heart to do and we would like to invite if anyone has a passion to do missions trips and want to join us in that. Um, then you can scan the QR code and there's a link to you 
fill out your details for that. And the other one is if you want to Bethel leaders, if you want to do a trip to Bethel Church to go to their conference, then um, expressions of interest for that next year where we can take a team over and spend some time with our friends over there. As well as our purpose groups, we're going to have new groups with times and places and leaders. So stay tuned for that. Um, more prayer meeting, prayer and worship nights. Um, we're going to be introducing prophetic booths, um, which is going to be phenomenal. All of our ministries are kicking goals in every area and growing and we're going to see a new normal step across the board of where we're just going to step into a new place of Holy Spirit and God in all areas of our ministries. And um, so we're taking you, we're inviting you on this journey with us next year because it's going to be a powerful one of growth, a powerful one of coming alive and seeing God um, minister in us and through us. Excited? Excited. I'm excited. Um, I'm, I mean this with all... Ah. Um, I feel like I'm old now. I'm 40. <laughs> so I don't have to sound condescending. If I was 20, I'd feel, you know... But I'm so proud of this church. Like this church, I was from the age of seven. And I've never been more happy and excited to be a part of what God is doing here. And we had um, this week, how beautiful, the Christmas decorations. Festive. Love it. But um, I had a team up this week that um, helped and uh, we had coffee afterwards and um, Lorraine and Judy were at coffee. and I mean, they help in Echo Community, so I see them every week. But um, we were just talking about the history of the church uh, because Lorraine has been here longer than anyone else. No, you were here before them, Lorraine. You were here before. And she was just sharing testimonies about the early, early, early stages of the church. And then Judy, how she got here and again for over 30 years has been here and, and testimonies of their journey and being in this church. And it made me so proud. It made me go, my goodness, like it's been, we've been on a big journey and we've got a rich, phenomenal history of um, God moving in here and, and um people showing up and miracles happening and we've got that and we just continue to build upon that. And um, so this coming year, 2024, we're going to unpack new normal and see how that ministers and relates and speaks to all of our lives. Um, but I want to encourage you for the rest of this year, um, encourage you to uh, pray into and allow Holy Spirit to reveal areas in your life that you've just accepted what the normal is and actually bring it before Holy Spirit and say, is this your vision, your thoughts, your plan for my life in this area? And allow Holy Spirit to start to do a work in challenging you, a work in opening things up so that then he can come and minister and uh, bring what the new normal is to look like. Is that all right? So let's all stand. So I want to encourage you, just put your hands out in front of you. I'm just going to pray for you all. Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for 2023. We thank you so much for what you've done, for who you are, for Echo Church, for every life that calls Echo home, God. I thank you so much for this year. And we are so excited and expectant and putting our hands up to say yes to a new normal 
Yes to opening up our lives over to you. Yes to allowing you to go through our life and revealing areas that we need to step into a newness where we've been holding on to the old wine and we're saying yes to the new wine. So we're saying, Holy Spirit, come and reveal and speak and open up. May 2024 be a year of um, growth, a year of stepping into who you have called us to be, actually living out our life. In Jesus' name, amen.